Hello? Joseph, it's Michael. Yeah. How are you? Hey, Michael. I'm good. Where are you right now? Are you at Schmitz Hall or are you remote from your house? Uh, I'm remote from my house right here in lovely Federal Way, Washington. It's Michael Fong, and I'm the host of Your Student Manager, and I had the opportunity to talk with Joseph Franco, admissions counselor at University of Washington in Seattle. Today is Friday, July 24th, and this is the Student Manager. You and I were supposed to be doing this in studio late April, and a lot has changed in the last 90 to 100 days. Yeah, it definitely has. Uh, it's been a been quite a, a crazy time that we are living in right now. So um, I'm glad that uh, we're able to meet finally, even if it isn't in studio uh, today. So tell me what it's been like the last 90 to 100 days working remote as the college admission director at University of Washington. Yeah, so um, so one thing I, I do want to mention, I'm a, I'm a counselor, so uh, primarily I, I recruit students when I'm on the road in, in Southern California. Um, but over the last uh, 90 to 100 days, um, you know, a lot of it has been just a lot of virtual stuff. So we've, we've kind of shifted our attention away from on-campus events to mainly virtual events and virtual recruiting uh, of students. Um, you know, for me, I, uh, I actually haven't been in my office for the last uh, three, four months um, since March. And so it's been, um, you know, a, a, just a really, uh, you know, a time of learning, at least in, in terms of, of, you know, what we should do as a admissions office. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's different, and uh, we're we're all trying to navigate it. I think I'm getting better uh, day by day at navigating uh, what the virtual world looks like uh, in, in college admissions. But um, yeah, that, that's uh, that's just about it. And uh, I've learned a lot um, in terms of you know, uh, you know personally, I you know my last time in the office, I, I had taken a, a trip to you know, Washington, D.C. for some professional development. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, right right around March, uh, that that was right before the coronavirus and every, everything kind of stopped. And then, uh, and then right when I got back is when we kind of shut things down for the, the office. So definitely been uh, a different experience. And I was even, I wasn't even able to really say bye to my colleagues before we all went. So I don't think definitely missing those people right now too. Absolutely. I don't think a lot of people had the time to say goodbye. I mean, I could go from Julia finishing her senior year in high school. She told me about her last day or even Sophia, who you're familiar with my daughter who just finished her freshman year at university of Washington. She gave me that call on March 6. It was that Friday and we booked that flight and uh, things have changed drastically. Again, you were going to be here in Southern California as a missions counselor. Uh, I got to tell my audience and followers, you do such a great job, Joseph, and you helped me and my family and Sophia through the process uh, when she was headed up to Washington and making that decision. And you almost had another little fonger uh, up on the campus of Seattle. And we had a few conversations <laughs> personally. And I, I, I just want to tell my followers and listeners uh, that, 
you are a great individual uh, during that whole college admission process. And I've told people about you coming on. Um, you've obviously talked to a few of my other friends that have had kids uh, interested in the process. So if you're listening out there, we again have Joseph Franco on a missions counselor at UW, born and raised a Husky. I think you were politics, philosophy, economics, and then you did your master's at public administration. And now you're a, a dog selling the dogs here in Southern California. Mike, sure. my yeah, question, and, uh, uh, you know, we were, go ahead. I was really excited to have another fonger up there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Michael, go ahead. Now, I, I guess my question, I'm going to take this from, because I am a, a UW parent, I'm going to take it uh, as if I was a student or a parent out there. What type of discussions are you having with students and parents in the last uh, 30, 60, 90 days of not only the class of 23, but potentially, and we'll get into the rising seniors, the class of 24, but let's stick with the class of 23 and what some of the conversations, discussions were, concerns, because a lot of my followers and listeners probably have those same concerns. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a lot that's going on um, in terms of on-campus, uh, on-campus activities and uh, just living in the Seattle area, there's been a lot of concerns uh, about that. Um, you know, right now, all of us are following the, the guidelines that are set by the state uh, of Washington and the governor. Um, and so really, we're, we're depending on our public health officials, um, you know, to, to set the course and the tone for uh, what we are, uh, what we're facing as a campus community when um, I was working with our students that, um, you know, that are, you know, living on campus and all of them, um, you know, I still work with them virtually right now. Um, all of them are, you know, sharing those, those same concerns, at least, uh, of like when we're able to be back on campus and in person. And fortunately, we, you know, we just, you know, we weren't able to give a straight answer right away, but. Uh, now that we are, uh, now that we've been able to, um, you know, we are moving toward the hybrid model uh, for the entering class uh, this year's freshmen as well as, um, as well as you know, students that coming back. So let's talk about the incoming. Uh, so that, that right. So uh, let's go right into the fall. It's obviously a fall semester uh, starting in September. Tell my followers and, and audience, what will the fall semester look like on campus at Seattle? What, what type of model? Uh, be a little bit more specific. Yeah, so we're looking at a, a hybrid model of, of education. So usually um, in some classes here at UW that there are rather large classes. Um, and uh, sometimes our classes are 600 students large, but usually pare down those larger class sizes into smaller ones. Um, the bigger ones are going to be online for the most part, uh, from my best understanding and what uh, President Kausay, uh, our president here at UW, has uh, talked about in her town hall meetings. Um, for some of those classes, Joseph, I think we we have a little tech. Te I'm, I'm hearing you're coming in and out. If um if you can maybe s s 
stay where you are and, and the phone staying, uh, you can come in clear. So if I heard you correctly, uh, it's yes, it's coming in better. A hybrid mode, and you're right. You mentioned okay. President Anna Marie Kachi. Her town halls are amazing. You and I talked about that, and uh, she has a plan. She has a direction. And if I heard you correctly, some of the smaller classes that need to be in person, like maybe a drama or a lab, those are going to be on campus. But the bigger the bigger classrooms, the lecture halls are going to be online. So at the end of the day, those that, those that are familiar with it, Kane Hall, there's not going to be a lot of students at Kane Hall this fall. No, there are not going to be a lot of students at Kane Hall this fall. But, um, you know, we're all hopeful that... Uh, there is going to be a, a vaccine here soon for the coronavirus, and we're able to get back to in-person instruction because, uh, you know, I, all of us are big fans of in-person, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, there, there won't be as many students here on campus. And, uh, even in the residence halls and, uh, you know, the on-campus activities, I believe that there are going to be a lot of uh, places as well, so... Um, so the, the campus community is definitely gearing up for the fall and uh, a lot of hard work is going in right now um, with our housing folks as well as um, our student services folks as well. So uh, we're working hard to make sure students stay safe here. And, and that's good. Safety always uh, coming first. And, you know, I've been reading up on it just because I have interest. Uh, the the class of 23, and we talked about this in late, I believe it was April when I called you and was just talking about, I believe around 45,000 applications for the class of uh, the incoming freshman class. And it, uh, UW accepts about 50% of those. How many enrolled as of today? Uh, do you have your average, your, your number that you want to hit, uh, which is typically about that 29% of those 50% enroll, is that where you are? Or did you see more of a spike or maybe even a decrease because people may take a gap year or they just don't know uh, there so much uncertainty out there? Well, um, I would say for us, the enrollment numbers actually have to be pretty strong uh, for our incoming class this year. So uh, usually the UW enrolls about 70 or uh, seven, 7,000 students, 7,100 students uh, each fall uh, for the freshman class. Um, this year, we did come up a little on the higher side of that. Can't, uh, the, the number is moving around a lot uh, right now because uh, obviously students are, you know, trying to figure out they should stay closer to home or if they can come to campus and there's a lot to that. Uh, but essentially, we are, I would say, right around that same number uh, for the fall. Um, so we're very excited. We're very happy that we hit our target goal and um, we're, we're going to bring in a great class of Huskies. How is Southern California looking specifically? You're here a lot. Uh, do you have conversations with parents uh, talking about maybe taking a gap year or or maybe Southern California numbers are still continuing to be strong and headed up to the Seattle area. Uh, what's your sense of with Southern California specifically, since a lot of my followers and listeners are down here? Yeah, we have a, a good number of students that do come from Southern California every year. Uh, I have been in charge of recruitment uh, for students that come from Southern California now for the past five years. 
Um, this would have been my sixth year out on the road recruiting students down there um, in the L.A. Orange County area specifically. Um, we, I think, majority, well, a good number of students come from the Bay Area in San Francisco, but um, I believe it's kind of split 50-50 between, you know, Northern and Southern California in terms of, um, you know, how many students come in. So, um, you know, in, in terms of, you know, taking a gap year, I, I think uh, our main policy here on campus is that uh, for the most part, we are not going to grant a deferment just on uh, the basis of the coronavirus. There would have to be other factors that go into um, a deferment request uh, just because if a student necessarily asks, hey, you know, based off of this, you know, the coronavirus, I want to be deferred. Well, there's also a good number of other students that also the world is being affected right now by COVID-19. And so um, there would need to be a circumstance uh, attached to the coronavirus. So maybe, you know, financial or might be uh, sicknesses, like there might be uh, something going on in your family at that time. Um, so gap years uh, usually are not uh, given um, just based off of that circumstance mm-hmm. or, you know, just because you want to take a gap year. Um, primarily, they're given based off of very, very extenuating circumstances uh, to to a student. So, that's good information to know. What advice would you give to parents uh, during this process as they can't go on campus? I know I had a few friends they had to cancel their trip in April uh, to visit the campus, and I actually, uh, I think I actually text you. Uh, I had another friend that drove up there. He got into the school of Foster for business direct. And I said, if you got in there direct and we can maybe touch on this, <laughs> my daughter even said, Sophia goes, tell him he'd be stupid not to go there because it's so hard to get in there direct. And once, right, if you're a freshman or sophomore trying to take classes to get into Foster, it's a lot harder. But he drove all the way up from Sacramento to go visit the campus. And then he had a call with me. But what what advice would you give to parents. Maybe they can't drive up there and just walk around campus from Southern California. How do you take them through this process to, to pique that interest to, to sell University of Washington? Yeah, I mean, I usually tell students um, that you're going to college and you, you, you got to have, you got to find the one that's the right fit for you. Um, whether that is um, through academics, if we have the major program that you're looking to go into, um, whether that is through athletics, through sports, or if you're looking also at financial fit um, and seeing if it does, you know, um, fit into your um, potential, you know, uh, how much you're willing to pay at least for your college experience. And so a lot of, there's a lot of factors that definitely go into that. Um, and so you, you kind of want to figure out if that's um, something we do have, a lot of online resources at this time uh, for students or on our website. Um, there's actually a great website um, on our on our on our admissions that has all of the campus tours that we have available through YouTube. Um, and I know that YouTube doesn't necessarily. And so I would encourage students if they do have the resources and would like to take a trip. Um, even though we are not holding any in-person on-campus tours um, that are led by a student, which is usually our, how we do things, 
Um, we do have a self-guided tour that students could take advantage of, which is a, a fantastic resource, I think. Um, so, you know, they, we do have a self-guided tour that is located on our website through Guidebook. And uh, we actually have two students that recorded a session of uh, their tour, and they'll tell you about campus and all the great things that we have to offer. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, connecting with students, we do hold a virtual information session every uh, day, uh, Monday through Friday, twice a day. Um, and you can definitely... I'm actually... Um, on the recording as well. Uh, mm -hmm. In the fall, we're actually going to have a few um, virtual events with uh, our student, not a student, excuse me, our prospective freshman um, student preview. And so um, there's going to be a few virtual events um, that they can can take advantage of too. Number one, though, you know, connect with your admissions counselors. You know, we're all here. We all have um, we're all here to help during the, uh, the this time, at least, even if it wasn't Corona uh, virus times. I would encourage always students to just seek out the advice of admissions counselor because we're very knowledgeable about the admissions policies for our universities. And so, generally speaking, you know, start start the research early. Um, now, I mean, like at the beginning of high school, is a great time to do that. Um, if a game. If you're a junior this year, you know, really think about doing your research uh, even even more because um, you know, your junior going into senior. I mean, you know, start really dig into that research because um, you know there, there's different timelines. Some schools have really early decision program. Uh, we don't have that here at the UW, um, but uh, it, it's always important to kind of get ahead of the ball there. All right, I'm going to do something a little different because I have a little bit knowledge with UW. I'm going to kind of tee this up a little bit. You are uh, the admission counselor. I'm a parent. I'm going to start asking you questions as if Sophia wasn't even there, right? I want to really help my followers that don't have the opportunity to go up, do a on-campus visit site, to experience everything that I know, right? Sophia's been up there a year. I've been, I think, on, on the campus three or four times. I love it. I tell people... And, and Joe, you know, I've been on a lot of campuses and people always ask, what's your top five campuses? And UW's always one of them because you can't get a scenic <laughs> view of <laughs> Mount Rainier, right? Looking at a, on an August, September day, maybe. <laughs> I don't want to talk about January because we will get into that specifically. Uh, but it is such a beautiful campus. You have Husky <laughs> Stadium right on, on, on Lake Washington. So kind of high level, uh, sell me on it. Cause it sells, the campus sells itself. But if I said two or three things that really stand out, what, if a student doesn't have the opportunity to go on campus or want to go look online, what stands out to you on the campus? Um, well, there's a lot of things that um, stand out to me when you're talking about the University of Washington. Um, I mean, I I grew up a Husky, and so um, I'm very familiar with um, the UW. But for somebody that isn't uh, necessarily as, as well-versed in the, the University or Seattle, um, I think a big piece and big reason why students choose the UW is because of the Seattle area. Um, Seattle itself has a lot to offer, not only in terms of beauty and 
and uh, you know all of the great things that are around the city in terms of events and activities, um, but a lot of job and internship opportunities here as well. Um, if you didn't know, I mean, obviously it is kind of with Amazon and Microsoft. Um, I know that a lot of internships um, there as well. Um, we also, you know, have a you know very strong business uh, community here in Seattle too. Um, so a lot of students come up uh, just for that. And the outdoors are definitely beautiful. There's hikes that students can go on during the weekends. Um, a lot of our students will go snowboarding and kayaking and, and take advantage of that too. Um, and then it's uh, just a, a really cool place. So um, students have not yet taken that trip up to Seattle. I mean, hopefully when things get a little bit better and, and uh, you know, we're, we're getting close to uh, the the good the good times at least uh, for uh, for people to visit. I would encourage them to come up. Um, even and also I know that a lot of folks talk about rain. It doesn't rain as much as people think it does. Fall and then New York and Houston, Miami. Um, just want to throw that out there as a fun fact. Um, the other piece I would say is that there's just a, a lot of opportunities. Um, we actually receive more federal funding than any other public research institution in the United States. And so students want to come solve problems that are going on in the world. Uh, the UW is a great place to do that. Um, you know, our professors are here to help you throughout your research. We have freshmen at times that, that get published in textbooks. I mean, um, there are just a ton of opportunities to go solve those problems. So, um, I'm sure that many of you have seen out there that the University of Washington has been even on the coronavirus task force, and their, yes. their data has been used. Um, so there's a lot of research that's been been going on, um, and opportunities to get involved as well. I always tell students we're home to over a thousand clubs and activities, tons of different sports. Um, you know, everything you could think of is here on campus. We're kind of like our own mini city. Um, and we've just had a fantastic impact on the world. Um, you know, if you're coming here for innovation, for technology, this is a great place. We also have a very strong liberal arts core as well. Um, and uh, there, there's still a lot to do. Um, so opportunities are endless here um, at the UW. It is all about getting involved. I tell every student, wherever you go, at the end of the day, get involved. You will find your own people. You'll find things to do. Uh, you nailed it with UW's activities. There's so many clubs, so many organizations. Uh, I keep on telling Sophia, try to get into more uh, activities and organizations, but she keeps pretty busy uh, on the sorority Greek life, which she loves a lot up there. Yeah. <laughs> One, uh, I got a comment on that sure. because people that are listening, the UW is one of the only colleges where sororities your freshman year as a freshman you live in the sorority house which is huge no other colleges at least that i'm aware of allow their freshman pledge class to live in the sorority uh, house um, that made a huge difference for sophia her freshman year now joseph you might know this answer you might not in the upcoming fall i understand that freshmen may not live, I don't know if it's been decided or not, they may not live in the sorority houses, these are females, girls, and that 
they might be pushed into campus housing. Is that accurate or is that inaccurate or is it still decision trying to be made? Um, I have not heard anything yet on in terms of, um, you know, sorority housing yet, but um, you know, the, there are resources out there that students can definitely connect with. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, that is just not something that we've really kept up to date with here in the admissions office. So um, we do have a few resources uh, that students can connect with housing and food services, which is um, HFS at uw.edu can definitely um, if you're going to, you can email them that question and they can give you a better answer than I could. So, all right. I'm um, a student. As you may learn, yes. you know, UW, um, God. Uh, uh, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to ask, I'm going to start asking my questions, oh. but go ahead. Okay. Uh, one more thing, Michael, as you may learn, UW is pretty decentralized just like a lot of different large public universities. So um, it's, it's best to sometimes contact the department with a lot of questions um, about their particular department itself. But go ahead. <laughs> so if I am a rising senior, if my GPA, uh, let's say, what, 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 what should the average or what's the average GPA that UW just submitted for 23? Kind of give me some stats. I'm a student or I'm a parent listening. Talk to me about... GPA, and you can tell me ACT, SAT, and then maybe we can segue because that's not going to be required, I believe, for the upcoming class. So how are you as a missions office and counselors advising your students and parents? Yeah, so our middle 50% range last year in terms of GPA uh, for non-resident students, if we're talking primarily Southern California, mm-hmm. um, last year about a 3.75 and 3.92 on a 4.0 scale. So uh, here at the UW, we don't uh, take a look at any weighted GPAs. Um, so hopefully that's not a big surprise to folks. Um, but our middle 50% was in that range. Now, when we unweight that GPA, we do take into consideration... Uh, AP, IB, and dual enrollment courses. So um, we we kind of take a good count of how many of those students are, are how many of those students are taking, um, and then also in terms of um, ACT and SAT scores. Last year's admission was about a thirty to thirty four. SAT was about a thirteen seventy to fifteen hundred. Um, so those are just the middle 50% ranges. Again, we have admitted students lower than that. We've also denied students higher than those scores. And this year, the ACT and SAT, we actually are not considering them um, or not requiring them, excuse me, in the admissions process. But if a student has a high SAT or ACT score, I would encourage them to send that in to us. However, if they do have a lower SAT or ACT score, they're not required um, to send them in, and they actually would not be considered um, in the admissions review process. So, um, so I, you know, it is uh, there. There are some advantages, I would say, to sending in scores, but a student would never be disadvantaged if they do send in a low test score um, to us. And the the other piece is we don't um, take a look at any SAT subject tests as well. So, uh, typically, a question that I get in the admissions process. Um, and neither do our, uh, you know, our majors or programs. They don't consider any SAT subject test scores either. Um, so that's not a, a big thing that, that we uh, look for in this uh, admissions process. 
Um, but I would say that primarily it's tailored to your academics and how strong of a performer you have been while you've been in high school. And then we also take into consideration other factors such as your personal achievements and characteristics section. So uh, we take a look at what is a student done outside of the classroom. Have they been involved in clubs or sports activities, taken on leadership roles? Um, are they working a job and all of that too? So, so any awards and activities are taken into consideration here um, as well. So it is part of our holistic review uh, process. I like how you talked about that because I, I talk to parents about this a lot. And first, unweighted, thank you, because everyone talks about, oh, I got a 4-2, 4-3. I said, I hate to tell you, most colleges look at unweighted. So go back to your three eight three nine. So thank you for clearing that up, especially at UW. Um, you also touched on uh, yep. the the rigor, and, and especially if you're not looking at the uh, ACT and uh, uh, ACT, the rigor of your high school classes curriculum. So parents, if you're out there, huge. But what my big takeaway is, if I'm listening, if you have a high score, because I know some friends, their kids are, uh, fortunately, Joe, they took the ACT before COVID. Uh, this particular individual got a 34, if she, and she's going to apply to UW. Now, I'm going to just be very black and white. It's it's not her top five. She's obviously headed to a different direction. But UW, she's like, I want to apply there. I want to apply there. I said, great. Um, but if they're getting 34s or 33s or high ACTs, you encourage them to send it in. And if I heard you correctly, if you have lower scores, you don't, they're not going to look at that and say that's part of the admission process, but you kind of recommend don't sending those in. But if you have a high score, please do send it in. Correct? Yeah. Okay. I would say if they have a higher score, definitely send it in. That's if they good. don't, we won't consider that um, in the review. So my other question is, and I've told parents this, I said most universities in admission process will, will, I don't know, you correct me if I'm wrong, will probably look at the essay as well because you can't, you're going to look at a student, let's say specifically at UW, a 30, 31 on the ACT, 3.9, 4.0, take away the extracurricular activities. What impact are you going to have in the next four years? And that's kind of, let's talk about the essay because I know I talked to some college uh, to counselors and tutors uh, that are independent, external, and they talk about the essays and not to write about the winning goal or being the president, ASB, that everybody else writes about. Do you take that in consideration? How do you look at that essay as a holistic approach? Yeah, I mean, uh, the essay is an important piece, uh, I would say, of the application process. We have a 500-word uh, writing section uh, here at the UW. And um, in there, we just really want to know your story. I, I think, you know, we do, yeah, and we do agree. I do agree with those those people that you've spoken with. Um, you know, try not to talk about your activities within your essay because your activities on our application actually go within an activities log. So there's actually about eight, eight spots on our application um, I want to throw out there also that the UW is on the coalition application. We're not on the common app. So you're thinking we're on the common app. We are not. Um, we have been on the coalition now for about three, four years. Um, so it's a 500 word essay. Um, you can actually find our prompts online already. 
um, and those are always uh, available to students. But um, the writing section, you know, for us, we just really want to know, you know, we want students to tell us a story about from their life and or describe an experience that, you know, demonstrates their character, helps to shape it or has helped shape it over time. Um, I always tell them if they have also some type of cultural awareness, uh, um, a unique perspective on an issue or topic, um, that they should definitely think about writing about that. Uh, and I know the essay, a lot of students stress out about that, and I get, and I get that it is important. Um, but at the end of the day, our review process and our, our overall decision is going to be driven by your academics. And so um, I would always tell students that, you know, the essay is great, yes, but um, at the end of the day, you know, we are, we are going to pay a bit more attention to how well you've been performing. So, mm-hmm. um, so the essay is, is important, um, you know, and it's, it's an opportunity for students to um, just let us know who they are um, past those, uh, I did ASB for four years or um, all of that. Um, so, so that is, uh, that's my best advice. You know, don't talk about the game-winning shot. Don't talk about <laughs> how difficult it is to be a teenager. Everybody's uh, doing that, Joe. <laughs> you know, talk about everybody is. Also, I mean, I, we are living in the time of coronavirus, and I know that there are going to be a lot of students that think about writing about that, about their life in quarantine, uh, about how, you know, how difficult it was. And in our application, uh, primarily the coalition application this year, they're going to be able to uh, report uh, those things out, out uh, generally speaking. So there's there's going to be a coronavirus section within um, our coalition application where students could talk about um, how coronavirus has affected their academics. Um, and I believe it's going to be about 200 words. But we do have an additional uh, information section where students could state also if there's been other things outside of the coronavirus where they, that they can talk about. Um, that have affected their performance in high school. Um, maybe they had a change in grading scale. There's there's a lot of things that they can talk about there too. Excellent information. There's three questions I want to ask you. These are very simple. Either you know, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but this is typically what I ask uh, students that I interview that are currently at that college attending um, because at the end of the day, it's more of, of you know, at, what are you going to do in four years? So I guess my first question, and if I was a parent or a student, I think I asked you this, Joe, how big's the alumni network at UW? How, how many approximately uh, alumni are, are there? Oh, man. Uh, oh, I did I stump I you? I got an answer. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of you kind of stuck me. I know that we have some really famous alumni, and know that also I mean we have like alumni that have stretched over <laughs> times. I also am a UW alum, so um, I want to say that there's somewhere in between. I think it's about a hundred thousand alumni out there. Keep um, going, keep going don't up. Don't quote me on that. I'm I'm just am I am I off? You are what? off. Uh, I'm gonna go with like. I'm way off. I'm guessing. <laughs> you are one. Oh, we do graduate. I want to say we do graduate. Uh, Six thousand. You are one of. What was that? You are one alumni out of about three hundred seventy-five thousand. Just to let you know. Three hundred seventy-five thousand. Okay, so okay. I was I was off by two hundred seventy-five thousand. <laughs> Hopefully, those uh, 
alumni, including my dad, aren't upset with me right now. <laughs> no, that's huge because I always look at the alumni network as when students are going to campus. I had another parent ask me the other day. She said, Michael, tell me some colleges that I'm not thinking about. And I said, well, first, let's talk about your kid, right? I said, what are they going to do when they graduate? I said, "You want it's all about networking. How big is the alumni network? And, and you're right about Seattle. We look at Amazon. We look at Microsoft. That was one thing I told Sophia. I said, whenever you graduate, I said, we, we, got, we got to look for where you're going to work too, right? In your alumni network. Here's another question. Um, well, speaking of graduate, uh, if I asked you, I'm a student or a parent, hey, Mr. Franco, what's the graduation rate at UW? I, I, I'm going to go there. I know your admission rates. Everyone talks about admission rates, but no one really ever talks about the graduation rate. So what's the graduation rate at UW? Yeah, I mean, we get a lot of questions about that, too. Um, for, I believe it's the, our, we haven't checked these numbers in a while. So I think it was about a 67% graduation rate within four years. Um, and when you hit the five-year mark, I think that's, um, when we count students five years, once they, like, take a summer quarter on campus pass, their senior year, it's about 80%. So um, sometimes students spend that extra summer quarter because they have to catch up on a class or sometimes they want to take a double minor or a double major. Um, but it is about, I would say, about 80% within five years. Yes, uh, you're, so, you're right about um, we that. We do a great job of getting our students out of there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and here's another number I always look at because, right, and you probably hear the story too, uh, and maybe even people leaving Washington or people leaving a school and going to Washington. I like to talk about retention rate a lot because sometimes people get caught up, especially down here in Southern California, right? We got to sell UW over the sweatshirt brand schools. And that's what I call them down here. You know what I'm referring to? Like the USC's, the the uh, uh, the big sweatshirt brands that people like to wear. And, and then they go to this university and, and it might not be their fit. And then again, it might be. But we talk about retention rate. What's the retention rate at Washington? Meaning if I finish my freshman year, and thank God Sophia finished her freshman year, so she's part of this number, and they actually come back for their second year. You're pretty high. Do you know what your retention rate is? Yeah, I know the retention rate is about 94%. So we do a great job of supporting students once they are here on campus and getting them through to the second year. You nailed it. Right on the dot, 94%. So, Joseph, if you're going to the hub, right? I love the hub. Now, the hub's closed right now. And for those of you that Joseph might tell you what the hub is, what's your favorite? When you go to the hub, where do you like to eat? Oh, man. When I go to the hub, my personal favorite, so I love pizza. So, um, Pagliacci's Pizza is fantastic. If you are ever in the Husky Union building, uh, when it's open and uh, you need a good bite to eat for pizza, that's one place. My other favorite place, I'll name two because I, I got to give it a shout out to, is Moto Surf. It's kind of, uh, you know, has this uh, Pacific Islander type of vibe with your teriyaki and Kalua pork and all that too. So both very good options if you're there too. And I will concur because I've been to both and I love them. So I love just sitting on a little high top and just watching all the students. Like I'll tell, I, I think I walked Sophia to class uh, one time and I said, I'm just going to eat. I said, when you're done, just, this was on a Friday. I said, to just come pick me up and we'll walk back and we'll go do something. So I just love sitting in student unions because I get a good feel 
Uh, and I always tell parents that and students that you should just go to the student union wherever they're eating and just go find something to eat. And so if you're going to visit Washington in the future when it's open, Joe just told you about a pizza place and a teriyaki place that I love. But then I'm going to even stretch it a little bit further because I know you probably get sick of the hub every once in a while. I love going to the Ave, right? And there's so <laughs> many good places to eat. I'm going to see if you nail some of Sophia's favorites and some of my favorites. What's your top two places on the Ave? And for those of you, or Joseph, tell my audience and followers what, oh. what the Ave is. So the Ave is uh, University Avenue. Uh, they, they call it the Ave for short. Um, it's got all of the different eateries on campus. Uh, there's a lot of uh, different great places to eat. A lot of my personal favorites are actually on the Ave as well. Um, you know, it has Starbucks, the university bookstore is on there too. Um, just a really cool place. And, you know, students have been going there for, for so many years, um, even before I was born, even when my dad was in school. So, um, just a really cool place, uh, to go hang out once you're done with classes. Have you ever been, is it uncle Tom's? Did I say it right? Uncle Tom's. Or is it just Tom's? It's the Asian food place. It's the one, I think I said it right. Now I'm going to butcher it but i thought it was called tom's or maybe it's not uncle tom's and then sizzling crunch that's another one of my favorites <laughs> oh yeah sizzle and crunch that is a favorite of uh of folks um my personal favorite is university teriyaki which is actually right next to my office okay um across uh yeah across there uh, there's also Thai Tom. That's uh, it. Which is, uh, <laughs> you know, well, yeah, a little ways down the the, uh, the Ave. Um, and it's really small. I mean, there's there's barely enough seating in there, and it fills up right around, right when it opens. Um, so if you get a seat in there, just get ready for some of the best Thai food um, you could find in the city. So um, definitely great places to eat. Uh, and then... Um, yeah, I would say those are kind of my, my top two uh, there. And then, you know, if you're looking for a burger, there's also uh, Dick's Burgers, kind of like our version of In-N-Out, but more of like a Seattle type of, of vibe uh, for sure. So, so you nailed it. It was Thai Tom's. So that's that's the one. I knew it had a Tom in there. See, Joe, I, that's why... I, 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 yeah, I, you and I are like the uh, the same. I mean, we're in terms of like what we like to eat, and that's why I think we hit it off, right? Um, I'm gonna say this politically correct because yeah. obviously, <laughs> when you're 21, there's places to go out, and then you're obviously the legal age of drinking. And I'm gonna go back to maybe when you're in college, or what have you heard? Maybe some of the the top favorite establishments or venues that people over 21 like to go to. Um, that maybe you can give my followers and listeners if they're visiting, they go on the Ave. I know I've probably hit every single one, uh, but which ones are you hearing <laughs> on campus, around campus? Should I say? Yeah, I know there's this place. Uh, it's right on. It's right on the Ave. Uh, there's Earl's on the Ave. Uh, it's usually where uh, a good tailgating spot right before um, the right before Husky football games. The students are still on the Ave. Um, and want to grab something to drink before the game. Um, that's where you see a lot of students usually congregate. Um, I know also that uh, that is you know if we're, if we're talking also about tailgating. There's also a great great number of places at University Village, which is um, pretty close to campus, kind of on the north side uh, near the stadium. 
Um, so there's the Ram over there, a lot of great food options on that side of campus as well. Got to give love to the north side of campus. Yes. Um, but uh, Earl's, I'm trying to think of other establishments right now. It's been a while since I've been on the app <laughs> um, for a, for a, a drink. Um, but usually Earl's is where a lot of students go, um, you know, prior to a Husky football game or if they're out celebrating. Um, for sure. Yes. Earl's is the one I was referring to. I was going to see if you were going to mention it or not. And I got to tell you, you might not, you might know this or might not. Maybe uh, when you do one of your um, parent admitted days, when that day comes and, and maybe you'll invite me again, but I'll talk about Earl's. The question I asked the bartender, I said, can I ask you a question? He said, sure. I said, um, how strict are you on fake IDs? He goes, tell your daughter not to come here if she has a fake ID. We will confiscate it. I said, thank you very much. I'll just wait until she's 21. <laughs> so that's a very strict uh, bar. And then I, <laughs> I, I thought that's a kind of funny story. I mean, he was just very yeah. upfront and direct. He goes, no, tell her do not come here. So um, that that's, uh, that's Earl's. <laughs> um, speaking of that, did you know I had to cancel... And I think I canceled it when the Pac-12 announced that they're only going to have conference games. That I had to cancel our trip Labor Day weekend because that was for 365 days. I was planning on doing my sailgate out on the water for the Michigan-Washington game. You have to be as devastated as I am. Oh yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of heartbroken over the the entire football season, but. You know, I get it, but it, it it is tough. And I was looking forward to that game for a while myself. And um, yeah, I, I you know grew up a Husky fan my my whole life. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty tough. Um, but you know, we'll hopefully reschedule it, and you know, we'll I know probably we'll be on the in the big house next time we play Michigan. So absolutely. Well, this has been fun. Joe, I, I know we've talked about having you come on. We finally did it. And, you know, you, you have one Fonger up there for three more years. I'm sure we'll be doing this again and, 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 and promoting University of Washington down uh, to my Southern California contingency. And I can't wait until you're uh, down here again and we can do some events together. Uh, but I appreciate you coming on, giving my followers and listeners an update uh, with what's going on in Seattle on the campus and and just kind of talking about UW and are you I, I'm I'm gonna pat myself on the back. Are you kind of impressed with all my knowledge of and how much fun I'm having going to visit my daughter up there and knowing what I know? <laughs> I, I'm very impressed. <laughs> I think you know a lot more than a lot of our parents out there. So uh, I'm, I'm happy that we're we're able to have this conversation. And thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm so sorry it took so long for us to, to do this and finally connect, but. I'm glad we finally did. Um, so it, it's good to hear from you, Michael. And you know, I, I wish you, uh, you know, I wish everybody out there, um, you know, the best and you know, best of luck, especially for those seniors that are applying in the fall. And um, hopefully all of you are masking up and staying safe out there uh, for sure. Well, you stay safe, you stay healthy. For my followers and listeners, you know you can always reach me. I'll get you in touch with Joseph. He's a great guy. Uh, again, he's the mission counselor at University of Washington. And go dogs. Talk to you soon, Joseph. Yeah, go dogs. I want to thank Joseph Franco, a mission counselor at University of Washington, for being on today's podcast. I'd like to thank our executive producer, Murph Cargis, and our corporate sponsor, do you know how many times I have 
place that call or text to Alex, the general manager at the Shorebird. My friends are blowing up my phone. So if you want reservations, you want to sit near the water, you could dock, you could dine, and guess what? You can even sip. That's right at the Shorebird. Ask for Alex. It's Fonger News, Michael Fong, your host of the Student Manager, out. <laughs>